Hello and welcome to Mothers Matter podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Charlotte Patrick about being a single mother and all the challenges and joys that that has brought her, and also about her faith, how being a Christian has helped her through the years of being a single parent, and also just through her life as a whole, how she became a Christian and what difference it has made to her life. Um, so we're going to be discussing that. I hope that even if you're not a Christian, that it's something you'll find of interest. Uh, we've really um, discussed it as two believers, not really going for a, a sort of hard sell on Christianity at all, just really opening the curtain in a way to the things that um, affect us and motivate us and challenge us about being Christians. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, Charlotte, thank you very much for meeting with me this evening. I've caught you at the, after a day of work, haven't I? And it's uh, it's evening time, but uh, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to be talking today about faith, but also um, challenges of being a single mother. So could you talk to me, uh, tell us a bit, first of all, about your your faith journey as such? Have you Have you always been a Christian? So I guess I have. Um, I've always believed I come from a family who are uh, nominal believers, I guess. Um, and um, I have always stuck with that. Um, but I would say coming into my, uh, it was really interesting, actually, you know, coming into my teenage years, you know, I would I would go to church and things. Um, but um, I, by the time I got to being at uni, uh, I was basically really quite depressed. And so I guess I didn't do so much faith stuff during that time and um, I had a tough time at university and coming out into the, the you know the world of work so um, I, I would have called myself pretty nominal I think up until the age of about 21. Do you think you were probably moving away from faith rather than towards it? Um, I think I didn't really know what it was about, I guess. Um, I'd never really had an experience of God, which is, of course, what faith is all about. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, you can only for so long be, be a, a, a Christian who just, um, I don't know, goes to church and things. Really, at some point, you have to have, to have something happen, I think. Yes, and so what um, what happened after university then? So, oh, A, so this is, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. So <laughs> aged, well, <clears throat> so aged, I have to tell you the whole story. So about, at about 22, uh, I bought up my, this depression. I don't think I would have called myself depressed because we didn't really do that no. in those days. I'm, I'm just about old enough. We didn't really talk about that sort of thing. But I knew that I felt miserable. Um, and I went to somebody who it was actually a Christian. Um, and um, a part of, you know, have, talking to her, she said, you know, she said, well, do you believe that God exists? And I said, well, I, yes, because I went to church. <laughs> Obviously, I believe God exists. And she said, well, you know, you have to ask him. And I said, what a funny thing. <laughs> and so um, I, I then, rather in passing, um, for probably about 30 seconds worth of prayer, went, so, well, Lord, if you, you exist, please show me. Um, <clears throat> and I was walking, I was going to work. I was in a really, oh, a really miserable job that I hated, um, <laughs> like you do in your first jobs. Um, and um, I, was, I was walking and... Uh, through the underground station and um uh in one second um i looked up i looked at the person behind me and i thought goodness you know i want to see 
what's going to happen. I want to know what's going to happen in my life. And the depression that I had, which was, you know, very much that absolutely horrendous feeling of going, oh, I just, I, I, I wish life would end, suddenly lifted. Mm. Um, and to me, I consider that to be a real proper miracle. <clears throat> and, mm. and it has never come back. And I do believe it was replaced with a certain sort of joy, which is probably a good thing because I, I was, no, I, was <laughs> I was a bit of a silly fool when I was that age, really. Um, and, um, so that was sort of the first little piece and then it kind of moved on into um so uh when I although I felt better it didn't mean to say I really behaved in a terribly Christian fashion so 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 can I just ask so the depression it was the sense that suddenly what do you mean you looked back and then suddenly thought I want to yeah, you know, I just looked around. For some reason, I looked up, I looked mm. at the people around me and I went, goodness, I, I want to know what happens. I want to know mm. where the story goes. I want to know where my story goes. So you had a reason for living. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was, it was, a, it was ah. absolutely instantaneous um, And you didn't lifting. feel depressed again after that? It was like mood lifting. It has ne thank you, it's never come back. I'm so Amazing. grateful for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then your life was transformed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a pity my behaviour wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be absolutely frank, so now I am twenty three, um, and um, I say to the law, well, so so I have this idea. So I went, I had a nice, comfortable upbringing. I went to boarding school and all of this lot, and um, I said to Lord, well, for reasons I don't know why I said this, but I went, Lord, <clears throat> if um, apparently if you if you're you know, uh, you grow in your faith if you have trials. I said, I think I should have a trial. I cannot imagine why I said this. Um, to this day, I don't, still don't know. Um, and six weeks later, somebody had a one-night stand and pregnant. Uh, <laughs> who knew? Who knew you could get pregnant from a one-night stand? I, I, I am still amazed. I, um, and, um, and, and I said to the Lord, I don't think that's at all what I had in mind, really. You know, um, I, I sort of you know something simple would have been great um my parents were obviously thrilled um and um, said it was a trial the lord was testing me and i failed absolutely oh, yeah. oh totally yeah. totally um and um oh the sort of amusing bit which i hope is, is reasonably anonymous um <laughs> only your bodice um but uh, um he was a urologist so kind of men's twiddly bits um and how we got pregnant in the first place is 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 a matter of some speculation when i went to see the doctor she said well how you she, she said, well, how did you get pregnant? And I was like, well, <laughs> um, and, and it was it was not a great moment in my life. That was one of the low points, it has to be said. Um, and at that stage, so I was 23. I didn't really have a proper job. I had I did have my parents behind me, um, actually, and they were lovely. Um, and um, they financially supported me, which was fantastic. But um, I was at that stage, um, I, was, I was booked into the clinic. I was going to mm. I was going to have a termination. Um and um, it didn't really occur to me, like, you know, when you're that age, it just doesn't, that sort of thing doesn't really occur to you as being, you know, either good or bad. It's just, you know, what I needed to do, really. Mm. Um, and I was driving, um, I was driving in my car and I was going to somebody's house, a friend's house to have some supper. And um, I suddenly, it was as though God spoke to me. It, it wasn't an audible voice, but um, I suddenly had this conviction that if I had a termination, 
I would get the depression back. And that um, was, it was a trade. That was what was going to happen to me because funny. there was something about having a child, which was God's plan. Um, um, however stupid I was. And, um, you know, this was all part of a plan. Um, and so I didn't. Um, and I now have a 24-year-old daughter. <laughs> so I keep on reminding her that she's the same age and she's uh, done well. To, <laughs> to she's not, no, absolutely. Just, so just to clarify, though, the, uh, you wouldn't have got the depression back as a punishment, it was more that the gift of your daughter was a gift uh, for you. I mean, that's yes, that's I quite think. important that God doesn't give people depression as a punishment for doing something they shouldn't do. No, it's do. a very it was, good point. Um, yeah. No, it was. It was certainly. It was just. It was just the the outcome of. Of of taking taking the gift, yeah, taking mm. the gift and not not treasuring the gift. I think yes, yes. That uh, well, God works in mysterious ways. There, that this, certainly uh, does. Who knew? Does he? Does the um, Mr. Urologist? Did he know anything? about it I mean, <laughs> oh, so he must have known at the beginning he, he does <laughs> know I didn't tell him until quite late on um because mm -hmm. I didn't consider it to be um well I knew I knew he wouldn't be interested and he wasn't um so he does know mm -hmm. um and um but he he wasn't particularly interested and, and to be honest I wasn't particularly interested to have him around um you know <sighs> It never occurred to me uh and these days um my my daughter knows um and uh she i i think and i think this happens when you speak to other single parents um single mothers they they say well you know my child is really loyal and she just doesn't really want to know and that's mm. that's, the, that's the case with georgia i think mm. um and i'm really sad because i do genuinely think that um she would have been better with a father um and uh Okay, I've dragged her up, and you know she's not dead yet or anything. Um, <laughs> she's got a job, and she's she's you know totally functional. But I I really really wish that um, you know mm. she'd had she'd had a father and mm. so forth. I wish I'd been married, and you know. Yes, yes. And did she? Are you still in touch with him? Could she meet him if she wanted to? Yeah. Um. So well, there's another weird. Do you want to hear my other strange story oh, yes. around this? Yes. Okay. So, so um, I. So I met the father of the child through friends of mine and these friends were going off to another country and they invited me uh, plus um, some other friends uh, to dinner. And before they disappeared, I'd got to that age where I thought, well, I really should, I really should just ask him what he wants to do because my daughter was maybe 12 or something and it seemed like a really good moment. And so mm -hmm. I said to my friends, please, would you get in touch with him and just ask what, what, what is it he wants to do? And I arrived to discover they hadn't done it. Um, mm -hmm. And I was really quite cross about it because I've never asked for mm -hmm. much. And it, I just didn't think. Um, but weirdly, you know how these things work. So the other friends who were at dinner with um, and, and at this at this gathering, um, they um, sorry, uh, they. They said, well, did you know we heard this story about the father of the child and we heard that he was in some posh ski resort and that he was 
behaving appallingly. Um, and, um, um, and given that he was now married, um, uh-huh. and um, they were telling me all these kind of salacious stories, really, really unsuitable kind of father material, not mm. something you'd have changed, you'd have, um, you'd have decided upon. Um, <laughs> had I, had I, had, had, you, had, had been, you thought it through Yeah, absolutely been deciding <laughs> on these things in any way. Um, and brain. quite, and I'm just like, you know, this is almost like a God-given moment. Mm. Um, and it just felt like this story had been told in the moment where I could have pushed it through and, and it just didn't feel like... Um, um, really, I just got the feeling it was okay. It wasn't mm. great that she didn't know, but it was okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so could she find out still? Would it? I mean, is it an issue or is it not an issue? Um, she she does know, and she could absolutely find out if she wanted to. Um, given that there's a list in the UK of <laughs> <laughs> urologists, right, it would yeah. be a short search. Um, <laughs> and I I don't think she wants to particularly. Mm. Um, and um, I have encouraged her to go. And, um, you know, when she needs to go and seek some counselling and just talk it through, because I don't want to be the only person who speaks into her life on this mm. issue and other issues. And I think she's fine with it, as far as I know. Yes. And what and, and sticking with the, the challenges, before we come back to the faith side, or it might all be wrapped up, um, it's, it's very difficult bringing up children, <laughs> particularly on your own. It's relentless. Mm. It, it must be... How did you cope? Um, so first of all, I do think that um, so uh, my life is very faith based. Um, um, I do I do honestly believe that God gave me just about as much as I could handle, um, and and she is the most she is just the most easygoing child. She doesn't have the bits of my character which are quite can be quite challenging. She's the most easygoing, happy child. We were mates um, until she left home um, and left me um, to go live in Ireland um and um I never had a moment where of 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 sort of issues like that um I also luckily had my parents behind me so I had some finances while I built up a um job and um took my first steps because obviously I was 23 so I hadn't really done anything very useful (laughs) um and uh I I then used a collection of um of fantastic nannies and you know to be honest a childcare other childcare options um and a good thing I was young I think you know I think it would have been a much bigger deal if I'd been older but um Mm. you know when when you're in your early 20s it just is like you you know you're a goldfish in water that's how it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you you found it okay really on on your own you didn't find it too challenging um yes it I I so the only bits that were challenging um, and it was more just a, a sort of mental rather than emotional challenge is that um, she turned out to be, my, my daughter is very dyslexic, which may I say she gets from her father because we don't have any <laughs> dyslexia in our side of the family as far as I know. Um, I good that you can blame everything on him. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> dyslexia and the flat feet, both, both. Yeah, I hope my daughter doesn't listen to this poor <laughs> Poor child. Um, uh, so, so yeah. Um, I uh, 
would say, and the dyslexia was, it was kind of okay. We just had to do loads of different schools. I'm an absolute <laughs> ace at sewing on name tags because she changed schools. Um, <laughs> for, I, I did five or six schools in the end. Um, and so, so that was, that had its challenges. But otherwise, um, I mean, you know, the things you look back and regret, I worked long days. Um, and in the early days, it, it, I suppose I had to. I mean, query now whether I really had to. But... Um, um, and uh, strangely, um, uh, I probably wouldn't, when I was commuting to London and things, um, I was working far too hard. And I I do think that that was, that was bad for her. But I then, when she got to about 11, maybe a little younger, I got a job working from home and have been mm. working from home. And that was fantastic because I could be there when she got home from school and so on. And it was, that was just a real gift. Mm. So, um, mm. um, but her, her, the younger years, I'm not necessarily sure. I, I wish, I wish I'd spent more time actually with her. Mm. Mm. I Some people say when they do start, or well, I've got a friend who, um, when she had her second child after a bit of a break, so she had, I think, four years between them, and she had maternity leave with the second child because she'd been back at work, that she then, the first child was still around and she saw more of him. And she, at that point, she thought, actually, I'm going to work a bit less hard because it's so nice being with the older yeah. one, you know, and you realise, I think if you are, or what I've heard is if you are, if you are in the world of work, you almost don't know quite what you're missing and then when you see it it's uh it's something oh i'd like to spend more time with the children absolutely i mean i definitely think i I, luckily the younger years don't last forever because actually then uh, there are you know there are pieces of me that are glad that I managed to build up something that looks a bit like a career um, mm. um because it gives me something to do um, I've single have been single all my life pretty much um and uh, it's a good thing it's a good yes. thing I yes. now have it <laughs> in retrospect but um you know you're left it's there's no good there's virtually no good solutions mm. when you're when you're that when you're quite young and you haven't done anything if you want to do something yes it's yes. very difficult <laughs> yes it is yeah it is and being um also it is a different dynamic if you're I think if you're a single parent that you you want a child to be in a working household in a way in a household that's got someone who's working or showing the sort of value of work uh, it's very difficult it's difficult to get the right balance mm. I think when it's just you it's really interesting my, my daughter comes from a different um you can tell it's a different generation because so um, I was, you know, going into the 80s and it was all about girls going out to work um, and all of this. So it never occurred to me not to work. But I was speaking to her the other day and she's like, well, she, she's doing she's doing a job much like much as like I did when I was her age. And she's like, oh, I might like to be a teacher and, you know, be at home for the kids. It would never have occurred to me. But it's just a generational thing, yes, I think. There isn't yes. the same push as there used to be. I was discussing with... Uh one of the children, I can't remember who it was, um, last night. We watched Top Gun uh, last night, back to the 80s with Tom Cruise. We noticed how bad people's teeth were at that <laughs> time. <laughs> Even Tom Cruise's. But we were talking about how um, unattractive the women looked in the 1980s. The men could just about get away with it, but women couldn't. And I was saying, I wonder what... And I think we got into the whole Me Too movement because uh you know to, uh, tom cruise is a bit forward in that film and i'm not sure he'd get away with it mm. these days pursued her into the bathroom to have a chat um and i was saying i don't know what would have been the best age to be a woman like now it's very tricky because 
mothers are expected to work like to be a mother mm. I mean being a woman is actually a bit different to being a mother what well, now is a brilliant time to be a woman I think it's yes. as good as it's ever been but in terms of being a mother it's harder because there's the expectation you will be out at work and the children will be in childcare. um and I said maybe the 80s was quite good because you could be at home if you wanted to be that was mm. still very accepted mm. but you could also go to work so yeah. in a way but then you know they were not very me too in the 80s <laughs> yeah quite and I don't know how the finances worked because um certainly now you know you really need two salaries if you're going to have mm. a house in the south unless you of course you've inherited it or you know you've mm. got you've got the money so it's it's really financially it's really difficult um with globalization I think to to have just one person working much more difficult unless mm. they're very well paid than it used to be because um, because of house prices if nothing else <laughs> but it's house prices it's um government policy because they the, there used to be what was called the married man's allowance which would give some allowance for children the cost of bringing up children but also there's uh, been studies showing that men's salaries haven't increased in real time uh, terms since the 1970s no. um but Obviously, women have come into the workplace, so house prices have gone up with the women's second salary. That's yeah. why it's gone up, because yeah. they can afford afford it. Anyway, old how, getting back away from all of that. Um, so your your faith, uh, how did that develop as you, you had your daughter and, and how did you start to... Um, how did you mesh it with being a mother? Did it make a difference to you, being a mother, having a faith? I think probably... The gift, the gift of joy, which I received, <laughs> probably sustains me through <laughs> through a, to quite a sort of tough or just that slog of you know of of working and having a child and oh yeah doing a PhD part time because that sort of came into it I don't know why particularly but um I got I got I got terribly I I have worked I've done quite a lot of stuff around the sides and. Um, I think just kind of keeping it, helping to keep that going. Um, and also, actually, the biggest thing is that um, I didn't have many friends, single people, single people and single parents quite often. Well, I don't know, maybe other people do, but I didn't. Um, I didn't. I, I had her young, so I, I lost mm. contact in some ways with um, with my peers. Um, I was too young for the older sort of women who had who had kids of my age because of course I was you know I don't mm. know five to seven to ten years younger I was also working mm. um and so you know how on earth was I ever going to make friends um and the honest truth is that my church friends kept me going um and um gave me a home because there's always something with church where you know you can go and meet with as an excuse to meet with a group of people with whom you know you really have a, a, a loving familial relationship in a lot of ways um, and they looked after me um, mm. and I should always be grateful for that uh, so I would yeah I would have said I would have said it was the fellowship certainly in the younger days mm. that that uh, yeah that that really that really set me up it wasn't until I was a lot older that potentially I started to have more um uh, more profound experiences of God and that that then brought a bunch of other stuff um into the picture but certainly in the younger days it would just just have been the fellowship mm. and church has um rightly or wrongly quite a bad reputation I think people think that people who go to church are 
um, or everyone, everyone I know, or maybe not everyone, lots of people I know will quote the nasty Christian mm. at me and say, oh, I know someone, they go to church and they're horrible. Mm. And I say, oh, yes, I do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's always something. I say, well, you, maybe you should have met them before they were Christian. This is the best version of them oh. you're going to get, maybe. This is them improved. <laughs> absolutely. There, there are a collection who you hope they don't tell anybody else they're Christians, to be yes. honest. I know, keep it quiet. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're not doing evangelism this week. This week we're working on personal holiness. Yes. Oh, don't, don't. Keep going with that. But but did you find, um, church, did you find people were judgmental or were they just friendly or did they keep asking when the father was coming back from holiday or what? <laughs> I can't remember anybody ever saying anything. I, I think people are just really, really glad that other people are there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I think yeah, um, yeah. I think especially especially somebody of well, was my age, twenty three, twenty four, which is an unusual age to be a regular churchgoer. Mm. I think these days, um, and so um, to have that generation, to have Georgie, um, my daughter, they were just really, really. <laughs> they they were always sweet, and nobody ever said that I can think of. I'm trying to think of was ever a time. Um, but I don't want you to draw up memories of nasty people. Yes, no, no, I don't. No, don't I don't try too hard. No, no, it's not. I, I, yeah. We are on balance, genuinely not like that. I think mm, mm. Um, certainly of our generation, perhaps perhaps a generation older people can be a bit tougher. Mm. Um, and um, but but certainly I've never had anybody yeah. say anything negative. And were, were people supportive in a practical way? Um, did they help out with childcare or anything if you needed to go out? I, hmm, the odd person, if I'd have asked, um, mm, I was mm -hmm. mostly all right because I was mostly able to pay for somebody to be around because I did long hours even from a, even when she was quite young. Mm. Um, so I, I tended to have cover and it wasn't a problem. Um, I, a few people have certainly helped me. I'm thinking of a couple of kind souls who helped me out, but I, on balance, didn't need very much. I was mm. fairly, fairly self-sufficient. <laughs> mm. And uh, thinking about some of the um, situations of uh, being being a mother and being a Christian, I think, uh, for me, it adds an extra layer of personal expectation <laughs> that I feel not only should I be a good mother, but, you know, as a Christian, you're supposed to be patient. You're supposed yeah. to be loving. You're supposed to be forgiving. You're supposed to be kind. Yeah. All of that, which is actually quite tricky. I mean, as a mother, obviously, you love your child, but they're so... they Well, it sounds like Georgie was actually easier, but... Um, I've never been so cross as with my children, apart from with call centre people. But they would really, I'd get really fed up and cross. And you think, well, first of all, I'm the mother. And secondly, I'm a Christian. Now, perhaps I shouldn't be like this. <laughs> like the expectation. No, um, no. Uh, my daughter only once ever made me cross enough that I smacked her. I felt a lot better after it. <laughs> I tell you, but you're much, much better for that experience. Um, and, and if I should need to again, luckily at 24, she's probably far too old to, to need that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I, um, there is the ongoing, I mean, I do feel, well, you may, I think you make um, what one might call a living amend, really. Um, so I, I, I genuinely think that, that uh, kids are better with two parents. Um, and um, I, I had to make an amend to her as best I was able mm. um, for being an absolute fool when I was 23. Um, and um, on balance, other than that, um, 
do I think that being a Christian has made um, that that is the interesting issue of uh, so if you have met with a God of love you want your kids to you want your kids mm. to know that and um, that is that is a terribly difficult because you don't want you, well you can't you can't actually you know you drag a, a kid along and, and kind of make them believe what you believe it's not possible you can't make anybody believe what you believe um so uh but however uh i um do still to this day uh, uh you know uh watch my daughter and um she um man she was going to a church and um they did something really stupid um and which we all do um and she stopped going for the moment and i'm really yeah. sad about that yeah. um was she put off by them then uh, yeah the church? man i they just they had some teaching on you know on being a single parent and it wasn't a good oh. thing oh. Oh. And, which which i agree with but you know <laughs> it was in a small group situation and don't do it in front of somebody you know is a single yeah. without being a little more sensitive on the topic so she was pretty yeah. she was pretty she was pretty miffed about that <laughs> i think it must be very frustrating for god to limit himself to working through people oh totally <laughs> absolutely relying on us to actually pass on quite any I, of his blessings it is it is the <laughs> Theoretically, the case that luckily he isn't looking down, going, "Oh, for heaven's sake, why did she say that?" Yes. <laughs> he just he, he totally understands, you know. Mm. Um, and yet, and yet, you know, especially as a parent, um, you want to, you want to, you want to introduce them to the stuff that gives you life. I think, mm. and if your faith gives you life, you want them to have life too. <laughs> yes. And how did you manage with her? Um, uh, coming on to a sort of very personal topic of trying to get into church as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Um, or was she a believing teenager? Was she open to going to church? So I think nominally, um, and I think it was just what we did. Um, mm. And it was it was it, it was only me and her, and we went because she knew people, I knew people, and it was just what we did on a Sunday. Mm. Um, what really helped, I think, was going to on some of these large camps where, you know, you go with church and there's six thousand people um, on site, and you have a week in the holidays, and so there are lots of other kids who are from christian parents so it's not weird to be a christian which of course it is now in schools and things really quite difficult um and um so she there and she really had perhaps some her own encounters mm. with with her a loving father um which i think is very important and you know so i think i think that's how that's mm. <laughs> how i that's how i did it and she's also just very compliant and so, <laughs> so it was it well I, I do understand other people's kids just go no i'm not gonna go <laughs> yeah yes it is it's very difficult well you know we we sort of talk about this because of my children's reluctance to go to church and our issue i mean you said the crucial thing there that she knew people at church and mm. because um uh, that are moving churches sort of partway through their lives. They didn't have massive friends. They've never had enough friends at church that would have made them go for the friends. Yeah. And they're very, very friends-driven. And if their friends were at church, then then they would go regardless. Mm. I think I think that's the thing. But it's very difficult. To, uh, you know, I I don't I don't think um, that they have to go to church to become Christians I think God can sort of call them in other ways and I'm more worried that they would associate 
going to church if they reject going to church then they feel they're rejecting god and i I want them to feel to know that there's a sort of difference that when you are Mm. a christian it is a good thing to go to church and god suggests that we should go to church for various reasons i keep saying we should go just to encourage the other people who are there encourage them (laughs) but um they're resistant so i'm i really i don't know the answer all i feel is that with um particularly with amelia that if i made her go as soon as she didn't have to go she wouldn't go no and i'd rather it was something that she chose to do but the same we do um she does the christians in sport camps Mm. so that's i would have loved something like that when i was a teenager apart from i wasn't very sporty Mm. to be surrounded by you turn up there's all these good-looking young people there of both sexes and they're all sporty and it's and a lot of them are christians and the leaders are christian and yeah. it's just a, a wonderful environment and i sort of hope that that will have a resonance for her you know and it'll be something that she associates as a positive thing yeah and you ju- and you just never know how god will work in that situation mm. it only takes one really charismatic leader to pray one prayer yes and yeah. then she's like whoa you know, like, like like the rest of us who've had an encounter with with the father, it's like nobody nobody could tell you what it was like until it happens, and then it's like whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, but I'm much more cerebral though. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm less of the sort of encounter. I've had you know I, uh, great senses of God being there, but for me, I come at it much more intellectually and mm. on the balance of probability. And, you know, looking at the historical evidence, I think, well, it's just that I think because that's how I became a Christian as a teenager was arguing it with people and saying, well, how can you trust the Bible and how do you know Jesus existed and all this? Mm, mm. So so I've partly been waiting for my children to be old enough to study the historical evidence and then and then come up with a good reason for me why they dismiss it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I have to sit them down with um, Case of Christ and all of Lee Strobel and all of those, mm, all that the, movie. The good ones. Mm. Um, so it's I, I think the whole thing when you are a, a Christian parent or a parent of faith i think any faith probably mm. that you really want your your children to follow in in your faith but you can't make them believe no for sure for sure and and it and it comes over time but you can sow a seed and and hope that because you also don't want to coerce anybody into anything really you want you know you want them to come to mm. it for themselves and i think my main purpose in life is is uh, to get to the end of my life and not have put anyone off yeah no absolutely <laughs> there's always that hope there's gonna be one or two isn't there yeah, I mean, there you can't, yeah absolutely say, oh she's a christian and she's awful yes well, i yes. couldn't possibly believe because <laughs> I, uh, I think i've said here a sort of low benchmark but if i can get to the end and think well i didn't put anyone off particularly not my children who know me so well yeah um but then and then the other thing in the sort of practicality of it all is is with children going into teenage years, they're up against other people's children who are not nearly as nice as mine. No, no. <laughs> or who are, uh, you know, they, they come home with, um, well, more of my daughter because she's 13, uh, tales of woe from mm. school of other people who've just not been very nice and I can't guarantee that she's been any nicer no. but I know exactly how not, not nice they are no. and as a Christian what do you say because I can say well you know God loves them mm. uh, so you can say pray for them that they will realise they've been really nasty mm. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, what do you do? Did you ever oh, face that? Help. Well, so my daughter was... I, I wasn't very good at school. Um, uh, and I don't mean I was naughty. I just meant I wasn't very good at doing school. Um, mm. And um, I was always I was always sort of on the outside. And she was too. Um, and I don't think it helped that she was um, with... You know, she, her mother was a single parent. And I had no idea how to tell her... I just, I, I still, to this day, I tell you if mum's net or some of those, or the internet had been, um, there'd been a lot of stuff that I could have got hold of. I might have done a better job um, and <laughs> and found some ways, but I, I had no clue. I used to say, I have no clue how to tell you um, what, what to do about this situation. Um, I was just really, really honest. I said, that's where, where I am. Um, and and you just, and I'm sorry, it will get better. And, and my, my whole entire, my whole entire mantra was, it will get better. <laughs> <laughs> you you will find it better when you are an adult it will be easier um and mm. so um i i wish i wish i had something sage to say but i genuinely i generally didn't do a very good job <laughs> <laughs> but also as a you know from the christian point of view i mean she doesn't really want me to be saying well you know they'll have their own issues and god loves them anyway but he will want them to be improving their behavior as well it's, it sounds yeah. very trite she just wants me to say yes they're really horrible that was so nasty wasn't it yeah like, what a nasty person that person must be uh, <laughs> how undeserved of you to be in that situation oh it's just horrific it's like an absolute horror story if you weren't very happy at school like i was it's just like a whole horror story whole horror story played out in your children just grim <laughs> You said, don't tell me I'm getting PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to know. You keep I'm your promise to yourself. Quite right, too. Yeah, yeah. Honesty and best policy. Just don't tell me. Yes, I don't want to know. Don't you care about my feelings? Yeah. I can't cope anymore. Yeah. Keep them to yourself. And <coughs> absolutely. I sometimes say the inevitability of the passage of time yes. will bring a fulfilment at which you will no longer be in that situation. Do you know what? And you'll meet, and you'll meet them when, when you are 20 years older plus and and the best thing you could do is um have a life of which you are happy and proud and mm. you can then you could look down on theirs much as you shouldn't obviously <laughs> as a good christian but um you know um because people people who have been bullies tend to realize i think mm. at, at some stage that they weren't actually very nice yes. and and you know live to regret i think Hopefully. Well, we can yeah. pray for that. Well, well, Jesus does say, you know, you pray. Was it Jesus or just somewhere in the Bible? Pray for your enemies. And in that way, you heap coals on their head. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, oh not a pithy saying, isn't it? It's Nothing great. Like it's good. It's yes. not sort of pray for them because it's the right thing to do. It's, and I think actually the worst, the worst feeling in, well, maybe not the worst. For me, a really bad feeling is regret. Yes. And to think I shouldn't have done that and a profound sense of regret. So, oh, totally. Oh, oh, oh gosh, So yes. if you pray for someone to realise how nasty they've been, then yes. uh, and I, every now and then I say, I hope you've not deserved this. You know, yeah. make sure you are not doing or saying anything Absolutely. to deserve this sort of... Uh, and I, th I think for me with my faith, you know, um, actually... Um, if if I really if I really thought I was a loved child of God, it wouldn't matter. Mm. And I have had experiences of that being, you know, the bad stuff just being taken away in an instant, um, and a real healing around some of that stuff, uh, for which I am immensely grateful. And now 
I, you know, if somebody's a bit competitive or what, whatever, I just, I just, I care less. I guess that's old age as well. But you know, um, the, the, there is, a, there is a sense in which we are, we are called to just go. This is who we are, and you know they can be who they are, and that's fine. Well, <laughs> mm. only if they improve, is it fine? <laughs> if yeah. they become better people. Yeah. Well, it's also difficult to. Um, well, one thing I say to my children that my my son's a slightly, he's quite popular, I think, in the class. Um, and there's a boy who's not so popular, and I keep saying, be nice to him because he will one day be a famous rock star or something. And at least he'll say, the only boy who was nice to me was Charlie. And, you know, it's not necessarily the right motives. He's not taken that advice on board. No. But, you know, if they have said, oh, this person's so annoying. I say, you be the one who's nice to them. So then when they're being interviewed on the radio oh, and later, because, you know, all these top pop stars always come out with, oh, I was really bullied at school. I had an mm. awful time at school. And I bet all the people who bullied them think, oh... <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I used to say that to my daughter a lot when there was other kids who had maybe problems and stuff. And I, I would say, and, and it's funny enough, the kids don't necessarily <clears throat> um, like that. Um, mm. I, I think that either they know they're being kind of... <laughs> they're kind of kind of being looked down on but but you know mummy's said or or they're not capable they're just you know they 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 don't really they're not socially they don't really socially understand what you mean they don't like someone else being yeah nice trying to, to be nice condescending. To them. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like because they're very real if yes. nothing else as everybody says um but but i i absolutely agree because you know it's just it's just the worst isn't it when you think and and it, if your kid could even be slightly nice it would yeah. be a a great thing <laughs> yeah well I can see it from both sides because Charlie will say oh this boy he's just so annoying and he snitched on us and did that and I think I can see that that's annoying mm. but at the same time I can see that it's, what a shame he was saying you know and no one likes him I said oh, oh what a I shame know, oh, I know but he's oh. so annoying I said I know but it's such a shame if no yeah. one likes him and, yeah uh, oh a hey. Ah. the desperate the desperate thing of being a child isn't it so thank goodness we're grown up <laughs> i know I, I was saying to um amelia that you know i wouldn't like to spend my day with 13 year old girls oh i no. mean she's at mixed school but you know she mainly is dealing with either the annoying boys or the bitchy girls mm. and i said oh it's just an awful situation to be in you know you're a teenager yourself yeah. and surrounded by teenagers it's yeah just... oh oh uh, just hideous i actually i i um I uh, run the church youth group and actually being around that age group now that you're an adult is quite fun. But I would not have thought it was fun when I was their age, for sure. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's very, very difficult being a child. And then as a mother, seeing your children go through it and uh, I keep thinking back on the whole things. People say it's important to let your children develop resilience, important to let them fail, important to oh, let them man. struggle. Yeah. Think, oh well, I don't have a lot of choice really because I'm not in school with them, and I. Oh, just love your neighbours as yourself until until you know you get to meet your neighbours, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, it's like I, I I I do try, but you have you have to know your love before you can love others. It just doesn't work otherwise, yes. you know. Well, I think that's I have to say I think that's one thing that um, in terms of self esteem, I think a lot of mothers say that when they if they do stop work or even just having a baby, um, 
they they slightly lose identity and who am I now and I'm just a function of this person. I only yeah. matter in terms of making sure this person is still alive and looked after. I think then as a Christian, you come in and you have a whole identity mm. that is very secure, mm. that you have a, a God who, who loves you and who's died for you and says you're worthwhile, but you also need to improve your behaviour. Mm, <laughs> but, but only in a resp- as a response of love, not in order to be saved. Um, and I think that, that does give you a security and, and also the sense that God is in control. Mm. I think that definitely gave, helped me in terms of giving up work and giving up any status mm. that I might have had with work. And also, you know, it's difficult financial times along the way where I think I might have been tempted to to try and secure my future a bit more with some financial income. Mm. Um, I think that being a Christian has informed me from that point of view and also having a an outward facing, sort of what can I do for other people? But But as I was saying before, it all comes back to what you were like before. So before I was a Christian, I, I mean, I'm only now reaching a sort of level other people are naturally without being Christians. They're just nicer mm-hmm. people no, yes, than God. I am. Yeah. 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 But, you know, as a, before I was a Christian, I was much more sort of self-centred and focused on what I could do. I think myself. I think that's really interesting. I've just been through a real, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the gosh, now I'm at home with a small baby stage it was that I lost both of my parents last year and my daughter went off to live and work in Ireland mm-hmm. um and <clears throat> suddenly I was like well it was there, there was a bit of an identity moment and and I assumed that finally not being a single parent it would be magic and actually it wasn't so what on earth did I want to do mm. and who do I want to be um and uh so I really really appreciate that stage and um I've had to work through it and I think um uh one of the things that just came out of it has been an ongoing thing going round and round in my mind is that what I don't want to do is just turn it into a real selfish, self-centred older person. Um, I mm. want to do stuff for others. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel compelled to, compelled is the wrong word, but I do feel that there's something in that. And I am mm. trying to create a, a, a way of being where I can do that. Um, and uh, it's been a fun, it's been a fun ride, fun year. <laughs> Not. <laughs> well, well, also you um, lost your job, or you resigned, or something. Oh, yeah. So okay. You stopped your outside home. Oh life. man! So this is so. So these things happen. I lose my uh, my daughter, my parents, and um, and I think I I say I said to God, listen, the only thing I've got which is really um, keeping me sane <laughs> and I, is the same job I've been in for. 13 years it's well paid I've learned how to do it in four out of five days because I've been doing it for 13 years I really enjoy it and um if you want me really to be and do something different you are going to have to hoof me out of my job <laughs> six weeks later redundant um not not a and really quite a surprise because I, I managed my job to do my job very efficiently and, and I don't think there was anything wrong with my performance. Um, and I'd assumed others would go before me if because the, the company was t- taking down the size of the department. And I was jolly well made redundant. I was like, Lord, I have to tell you, <laughs> that's not what I meant when I said you should have to hoof me out of my job at all. <laughs> do you only pray every 23 years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
something like that. Only the big prayers every twenty three <laughs> years. You should yeah. be safe for a while. Yeah, You've absolutely. Got to yeah, yeah. yeah. Only only you my major to... cycles. That's right. <laughs> and and do you feel that you're seeing a an outcome from that, a reason for that. Sometimes it takes a while for things to make sense. Oh, really interesting. So first of all, um, I got um, I got a, a, a wadge of cash to leave. Um, and that was great because actually after the parents going and various other stresses and things that had happened, I needed six months, really. I was mm. I was about down on, you know, right on the bottom of my energy levels. Um, so that felt like a real God thing. Um, and then, um, well, I, I sort of started to, I really got a sense that I should go and do what I do, but on a solo basis. And there's something in that about trust because I'm I'm not terribly entrepreneurial. It would not be. Um, I would rather have a salary and work for a firm. Um, but now, but now I'm you know I am, I'm trusting I'm trusting mm. for for the money and where it's going to come from. So um, it was all right for the first three months up until Christmas because loads of business came in and now it's a bit quieter and I'm like back to go oh no what's going to happen to me I'm going to end up you know blah 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 and it will all be all right basically but I, I don't enjoy the feeling it would be very good for me to have to rely on prayer and mm. and you know asking asking for more work if I need it <laughs> and, and I'm linked to you on LinkedIn and I almost understand something of what you do but can you just explain a bit of what it is what Oh yeah, it's it's a real it's a real specialist job. So um, I work in uh, what is quite a small pond, and I used to work for the biggest firm in it, um, and we provide um, advice to technical companies on technical specialist topics. So I provide advice to telecommunications companies like uh, BT and O2, um, and I um, and my specialist topic is analytics, artificial intelligence, and automation. So I'm providing um, strategic advice on on those topics did you just stop at the beginning of the alphabet because you thought that'll do do you know well, what <laughs> i i and 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 so i work for an american company and so i used to call it aaa but I... aaa is the american automobile association yeah. and so i used to get all sorts of <laughs> amusing comments about whether i offered breakdown cover and things so i i've had to change it now but yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. bizarrely uh, uh, by chance yes always <laughs> <laughs> It is it is difficult to um, to wait to see God's purposes sometimes when things I think I think a good sign that God's at work is when things go very differently to how you'd anticipated or how you would have planned it um, yourself. Yeah, I think so. And I don't do waiting really particularly <laughs> well. I'm not that sort of a I'm just, you know, I'm just built by built to keep moving, really. Um, and um, I find it very frustrating, very frustrating. Mm. Uh, how yeah. do you how do you keep yourself going or how does God I, keep you going through it? I don't think about it mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just one day at a time. Um, yes, yeah. And then, then I remind myself of all. I remind myself of what a great situation I'm in. I, you know, I've got, I've got money and no dependence and and all of this. And, and I would be stupid. I'm perfectly okay. So I have to remind myself. You know, yes. I have my health and everything else, and it, it it all is good. 
Well, you get so you can't influence anything, and you shouldn't influence it. I mean, you can give you can give opinions. Um, I my daughter's first job. I just said, listen, th- these are the pros and cons, and um, this is what I do, and I promise I won't, I won't, you know, I won't say anything again. But I'll just tell you now what I think, mm. and that's you know that's the best you can do, really. And they should take it anyway. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting um she took the job and um it's turned it's been really good uh and yeah and it was it was a it was a good thing uh, and I, w- I was positive about it I didn't think it was a bad thing I just said I you know a couple of years and then consider moving on because you need to build build a skill set while you're young really <laughs> yes yeah yeah um you're doing that um would, would you say um just as we sort of come to an end that from what you're saying it sounds like your faith makes a big difference in your attitude to things and that's uh, that's really what what makes a difference yeah i i try to live in a place where um i know i can feel i feel loved because Mm. as a single person it would be easy not not to live in that place Mm. um and to live in a place of peace and joy and it doesn't always happen um i am not the most peaceful person around technology my particular thing is if things don't work um and (laughs) um but uh with with that i think you can tackle it it's it's like it's like you're living under the ocean (laughs) you know in this in a stream in a stream of being loved and then you you deal with what's going on above above the water <laughs> every day <laughs> yes yes so it does it um i mean well it sounds like like well at least you've interpreted that god has in, intervened quite in quite a major way a few at least a few times in your life and that you know that someone else might just say well that's just something that happened and if you if you you know we can believe it's god if you stripped out the, the sort of believing it's god side of things um it makes a big difference to think there's a positive force behind all of this to mm. it just happening and thinking oh good grief it's up to me to deal with it and yeah, uh, i sure. think attitude can make a massive difference and i think it can i think so i mean you know faith is is nothing if not a both experience and intellect um and mm. and you know I, I do i believe something that is um a sensible um, something with some historical background so mm. I so mm. I do think I do think it's head and heart yes and and would you say you feel like you've had a a relationship with God where where human relationships have been lacking as such that's it's kept really, you through it's really interesting so we are we are a family of bad marriers let's face it so I've got <laughs> I got another uh, I got a sister and she isn't married um, I got two half brothers who better be careful what I say but not hugely or have have had periods of not being very bad so <laughs> not very happily married um so we're so so me and my are sister their wives aware of that <laughs> better be careful what I say yeah. yeah yes I slightly suspect the huge row would have been something of a giveaway and my sister and I say that increasingly um, I think I think the depth the depth grows as you get older and you get less busy um, mm. and you have more time to um, to really to deal with the emotions that, un- that underlie busyness because I, I have a lot of emotion that you know that underlies my busyness um, and I think you deal with that and you deal with that in, in the context of your faith um, and mm that's where that's where you know you feel the love coming mm. from um mm. in you know dealing with dealing with the miserable bits <laughs> uh, 
that you that you feel God's love carries you through yeah the, the difficult things yes yes and um and, and will take away to some extent i'm not i'm not completely free but take takes away some of the some of the pieces that you know you just pick up as a child or a or a young adult or what have you yes and, yeah. you know deals with those well thank you charlotte that's been really interesting to hear about your your perspective on things and what a difference uh, uh, god has made in your life yeah, oh, it's been fantastic. Thank you for asking the questions. Well, thank you for listening. And I hope, as I said, uh, at the very least, I haven't put anyone off being a Christian, but I hope, I hope you found that an interesting insight into um, how we approach being parents. Uh, in the news at the moment, there is the uh, story that the Duchess of Cambridge, uh, Princess Kate, is she Princess? Anyway, Kate has uh, launched a short survey that's on Sky News. I've put it on my Facebook page about childhood. And what's really interesting is the questions that are asked in this are very much about how important are those early years for the um, later happiness of children. And as one person pointed out, it, it would really be helpful helpful if you could say if you had children and how old your children were because I think that uh, society seems to be recognising now that the naught to five years particularly the naught to three are absolutely fundamental for the development of um, happy and secure children um, not that society is doing much about it because we're sending them all off into nurseries which is um, is not ideal but anyway we recognize that it is an important time for development but actually uh, the more as I get older and more of my contemporaries have got teenagers we recognize that the teenage years the adolescent years are absolutely fundamental as well. And I think there's a slight danger that you think, well, I've I've given my children a really good first three years and then that's it, you know, they're sorted. But actually people who've had very stable backgrounds, um, who have had maybe every advantage in terms of uh, relationships and mental health and everything in the first few years may still develop issues in the teenage years. And I think it's important for parents uh, for mothers throughout their children's young lives, perhaps throughout their, their lives that they're around for their children, to be able to be available and to respond to their children's needs at the time and the age the children have those needs. I know in um, podcast five with Erica Commissar on parents and guilt, we also talk about the teenage years. And she said that that's time the brain is developing um, as rapidly or as as significantly uh, almost as those naught to three years so it's almost like a second window of opportunity and uh, I think uh, as a mother of a teenager the the slight issue with teenage years is that it's friends who are such an important influence on how teenagers think but of course their friends are generally all clueless teenagers so it's really important to have a stable parent in the background um, when they're most of the time maybe in the foreground when they're required to be able to pick up the pieces when these other teenagers have maybe not been as helpful as we'd we'd hope so uh, yeah this is brilliant this survey that the Duchess of Cambridge has launched and let's hope that out of it comes a recognition that 
supporting parents to look after their children uh, is very, very important and that we don't get the conclusion that therefore children must spend more time away from parents, that actually this will lead to a support for parents in the home um, to care for their children. Well, anyway, I am Claire Pay. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I hardly ever post, but I do post when uh, another podcast is coming up. Um, and it's Mothers Matter Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Podcast Mothers. Or you can email me mothersmatter at outlook.com. I have had some lovely emails, which is very encouraging uh, to hear from people who've been enjoying the podcast. And if you do get a chance to rate the podcast, um, if you're going to rate it well, <laughs> then, then please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts. But thank you very much to you for listening. And I really hope it's encouraged you um, as a parent and helped you uh, the whole of the podcast to, just to keep going and know you're not alone. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Mothers Matter. Thank you to James Ede from Be Heard, who has done the audio production. And thank you to Mothers at Home Matter for all their support. If you have any positive comments, anything nice to say, please write to mothersmatter at outlook.com. If you feel it's really necessary, please send any constructive feedback to the same address, mothersmatter at outlook.com. And please do subscribe. I really, really would love it if you would subscribe. I'm hoping to do a number of very interesting interviews and to give a voice to mothers everywhere. My name is Claire Pay and you've been listening to the Mothers Matter podcast. Thank you.